When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I wanted something lighthearted to do for this and I saw the kind of lead image of it and it was sort of a chubby portly <laughs> Jack Black with a silly tash and I thought you know what silly smile. this might be quite funny but then I looked into the story I found it to be quite a, like a fascinating story well it's a true story as well yeah, exactly, which is yeah. really bizarre welcome to episode 52. Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast. We are joined by Will. Hello. And Chris. Hello. And as always, Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about the Jack Black, Richard Linklater film, Bernie. Come find us on Twitter at FlixwatcherPod. Visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. So guys, just as a big reminder... All films on the podcast were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There will be bad language. There will be spoilers. I hope you enjoy it. See you later. Hello and welcome to Flix Watcher Podcast. Today our guests are Chris and Will. If you would like to say hello and uh, tell us a little about what you do. Hi, this is Chris. Um, I am probably best described as a PR professional freelance drummer with four separate bands no fewer than four separate bands and uh one time unsuccessful open mic stand-up comedian <laughs> when you say freelance drummer because i have a few friends who did music at least in the past did you were your sessions or did you just turn up and hit the, hit the skins? guns for hire uh a gun for hire in every sense anywhere yeah. that'll take yeah, him, exactly. basically. yeah please <laughs> just bins out the back garden anything uh sessions live stuff um anything really yeah um, so heard the people I know who've done session stuff um, it, they always seem to have worked with quite interesting people yeah not the case with me but <laughs> <laughs> good for the jolly good for them um, if you could introduce me to them that'd be great uh, no uh, worked with very talented people yeah. successful uh, not necessarily but uh, continuing to work with those talented and nice people and it's a, a jolly good laugh which is the most important thing yeah definitely awesome and, you didn't just, sorry, we'll get on to me in half a sec, but yeah. you didn't mention the most impressive person that you've ever worked with. Probably uh, Will Rowe? No, it's Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> oh, Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, okay, yeah. Oh, back on the PR professional side of things, uh, I was once in the press office at Swindon Town during the, uh, lovely segue, mate, thanks. That's all right. Uh, during the uh, infamous um, period of management of Paolo Di Canio at Swindon Town. Um, very passionate, very, very strange man um infamously self-confessed uh fascist um <laughs> do either of you follow football particularly um no paul is his name i didn't know he was a manager at uh, swindon town he was yes neither did he <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh, we all knew he was me um so i was there for about the first three months of his tenure uh, and uh, he, <laughs> Swindon brought him on about a year after he admitted in the Italian press that he was a supporter of uh, fascism. Uh, and when I first met him, uh, I'd organised his press conference and he came in and he had a, um, 
a shirt on, <laughs> sleeves rolled up to about where mine are now, just above the elbow. And uh, he reached out to shake my hand and his sleeves rolled up to reveal the tattoo of uh, Benito Mussolini on his right bicep. Whoa. And I said, nice to meet you, Paolo. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's loads of people we want to interview you now. Talk about football, mate. Don't talk about the fascism because that's a bit weird. Uh, so that was, I did about four months with him. So... Uh, you know, drumming and managing <laughs> fascists and <in> the press. <laughs> there you go. And yourself? Um, yeah, so what do I do? I work at Lord's Cricket Ground. Um, I have a podcast with them. Uh, it's in the process of being reinvented at the moment. Uh, Why has it been reinvented? Uh, because I stopped doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, it's, been, it's it's in a hiatus Because um, uh, no period. Cricket. Yeah. But today we are actually here not to talk about sport, but to talk about Bernie. So it's your choice, Chris. So if you'd like to give us a brief or, or in-depth synopsis, depends how you're feeling, and also tell us why you picked this film. Yeah, so uh, brief synopsis. Here we go. Set your stopwatch. Um, so Jack Black, Jack Black plays a chap called Bernie Teeder. Uh, we agreed on that pronunciation before recording. Uh, who's a funeral director uh, in a small town called Carthage in Texas. Uh, he is kind of notoriously very friendly and very warm and almost sort of over, overbearingly polite uh, to people and is, and is much loved around the community. Um, softly spoken, um, quite camp. Um, and he is infamous for befriending uh, bereaved elderly women and being nice to them and kind of caring for them. Uh, and one of these uh, said bereaved women who he befriends is a lady called Marjorie Nugent, who is uh, very, uh, very rich and has a, uh, has a lot of money after her, after her husband dies. Um, and she is kind of not very well liked among the community, very cold, very callous, very unpleasant person. Um, and Bernie befriends her and kind of, turns her around um or, or so you think to start with um from this kind of horrible cold un unpleasant person into someone who's a bit more warm and a bit more kind of uh a bit more kind of friendly um but then he he struggles to kind of deal with the other side of her personality which is the fact that she is very controlling of him and she starts to dominate him and be very unpleasant to him and make him feel trapped um in the home that uh in the home that, she, he, that he comes to visit um, she disinherits her estranged son from her multi-million pound um, inheritance um, and gives Bernie power of attorney um, and uh, just as she is kind of getting overbearingly dominant um, he sees red and he has a moment of madness uh, when she's walking out to the car in the garage well, uh, well maybe hold back in a moment of madness <laughs> just for the moment yeah okay and then something uh, mysterious happens uh, and then um, and then he is uh, well there's plenty of stuff that kind of happens after that which we'll we'll get to later I'm sure what were your thoughts Will? well, well full disclosure um, I wasn't the biggest fan of this film Chris <laughs> so thanks for making me watch it that's absolutely fine it's I, an I absolute had, pleasure I had no involvement in this production at all so. no no you, you did make it no. but it's a great synopsis yeah lovely, yeah good yeah I thought you handled that quite well it was, it was quite brief wasn't it <laughs> very brief mate good, good. And, I almost and why, fell asleep why yeah. did you choose it other than maybe to wind Will up um, uh, that's that's why I choose to do most things um, <laughs> I chose it because uh, I, I had, am, you, had you seen it before no okay 
I am quite a big fan of Jack Black. Um, See, that's controversial. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, we'll get to that controversy later. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. I think the guy's got funny bones. Yeah. I like him. Um, and I like his singing voice. But <laughs> um, but I thought I, I wanted something lighthearted to do for this. Um, and I saw the kind of lead image of it and it was sort of a chubby portly <laughs> Jack Black with a silly tash and I thought you know what, silly this, smile. this might be quite funny but then I looked into the story and I found it to be quite a, a like a fascinating story well it's a true story as well yeah exactly, which is yeah. Um, really bizarre and I thought I, I, I was intrigued to see how it was going to be done with Jack Black as the lead and in the style of what was a a black comedy, so I so I saw in the synopsis, and I thought I was, I was intrigued to see how they would do it. So you guys, you knew it was a true story going into it. Um, yeah, because well, I googled it. I was like, I've never heard of this film. What, right. yeah. what is it? And then yeah. you kind of. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was a true story because Chris WhatsApp me before I watched it said, oh, it's a true story. I can't <laughs> believe it. I was like, all right, cool. So I knew it was a true story. I think my issue with it, without just sitting and going, oh yeah, it's not very really good, um, is. Where it falls down for me in its most basic uh, premise, if that's the right word, is what you said. It's it's a comedy or a black comedy, a dark mm. comedy. But I didn't find it funny. And I didn't laugh throughout the whole film. Yeah. And maybe that's just me, but I didn't find it very funny. You have infamously got a woeful sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, no I, do, I do know what you mean. Like, there are yeah. parts of it where there were parts of it where I was thinking... I don't really know what they were trying to do with it. I, I, I take point on that. Um, I, once I found out it was a real film, which is the I got to the end and they do the oh this is what Bernie Tito really looks like talking to Jack Black. It's yeah. Like, oh shit, this is actually true. Yeah. And how can you play this story for for laughs? And yeah. I did think though. I mean, Jack Black, like I say, he's got funny bones and he has is in, is intrinsically funny. Um. But it's a weird contrast with the story and the kind of humour. And also Rich Linklater is not typically... He's not known for his black comedy. And also the the way it's filmed is like a fake documentary yeah. sort of as well. Yeah. So it it is weird <laughs> in, in lots of ways. That was what intrigued me about it when I saw that it was a true story um, and I saw that it was going to be a black comedy with these kind of talking heads in it as well. I thought, I have I have to see how, what this is like. Yeah. Um, so that was... That was what kind of appealed to me about it, but I, I do know what you mean about it being a, a strange way to tackle a, a quite a sort of harrowing story, really. Yeah, that aspect of it I quite liked. Sorry, the contradiction. The documentary part. Oh, of it. sorry, about you. yeah. I want to add. I don't want to just come on and be like, "Oh, yeah, it's rubbish." You've got, I've got to add value to why it's rubbish, of course. But um, that crass expression. But no, what I mean is, I, I found that was quite interesting, and I quite like that style. Mm. I don't know why I just did mm. it was quite cool yeah well, do you know uh, what I mean apparently some of the sorry go on no no you go um, after you apparently <laughs> uh, apparently some of the talking heads people doing the talking heads are the real the real people. ones yeah okay. um, Ooh. so I was trying I didn't know that did you no so, um, you did your research <laughs> yeah that, yeah. because well, I thought some of notes. them didn't do that good a job of it yeah they yeah. were probably the real ones yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of them even more uh, uh, more deep research is Matthew McConaughey's mum Oh, okay. Oh, really? Ah. Fact for you there. Kay McConaughey. Yeah, we, um, Short for? I no idea. All right. <laughs> Should um, point out that this, that I actually made a little chart that charted the reconnaissance because I was quite interested to see where this fell. And this <laughs> uh, is at the beginning of the reconnaissance. So this was 
at the very sort of start of his revival. Because he's he's very he's very thin here. He is. So this is yeah. um, this is what I call the beginning, which is around <laughs> the time of the Lincoln lawyer Bernie and Killer Joe. So this is the start. So of the what, what was the what was the end? What was so the... the end is Dallas Buyers Club, Wolf of Wall Street, and Interstellar and True Detective. Oh no, sorry. I think what I mean is what what came before the beginning. So do you want? Do That's you want a the, big question. You, <laughs> and then we got the room for <laughs> There's a back big do, bang. Do, well, there's the start. The star starts quite high, and funnily enough, it starts with Dazed and Confused, which Absolutely. obviously is R- Richard Linklater. Yeah. And then we have quite a nice sort of plateau of a time to kill uh contact amistad ed tv then we have the bongo incident which is when he was smoking marijuana playing the bongos naked and the police came around all right and was then, that a film no sadly that was that, that was real life and then and then we go down into u571 the wedding planner we go up a little bit for frailty and then reign of fire Depends how you want to take that. And then after that, we've got How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Sahara, Failure to Launch, yeah. Fool's Gold, and girl and Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Yeah. I mean, that's some incredible uh, legwork you've done there. <laughs> <laughs> but some Very people, impressive. I'm guessing Will might class this as still part of the, the, the low points. Well, it's... it's <laughs> he's quite good in it. I mean, mm. he is playing the role that he does play quite well. Himself. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, almost like really trying out for Dallas Buyers, but not as skinny or as crazy. Yeah. When did but, this film come out? 2011, I yeah. think, wasn't it? Oh, was it really? Yeah, so yeah. it's... So it's pre-Dallas Buyers. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And the start... Did my research. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, because you can kind of tell by his size, because apart from... Well, you haven't mentioned Magic Mike's... Imagine so mag- so basically, this is the, the beginning is clusters in, in, in my chart. The Lincoln Lawyer, Bernie, Killer Joe. Yeah. And then you've got the middle, which is the Paperboy, Mud and Magic Mike. And then as he's kind of like coming out of his Dallas Buyers, Wolf of Wall Street, Interstellar and True Detective there, 2013, 2014. Yeah. So, we, I mean, what about the other people in the cast? So we thought, I think, Woody, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Um, my mates played tennis with him. Has he? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Fact. <laughs> that is a can of worms. <laughs> anyway, back to Bernie. Sorry. Yeah. So I was thinking it's of Woodison's Wood- a... character in Days to Confuse. That's where I was getting Woody from. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's yes. quite a big cast. I mean, we've got Shirley MacLaine as well, who plays, um, um, what's her name? Marjorie Nugent. With her interesting chewing. Which I thought that was quite funny. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 c- I couldn't decide whether I was convinced of her evil and her controlling nature by the way she did that do you know what i mean i i, I don't know whether I, I wasn't particularly intimidated by her or mm. kind of i didn't really buy that she was controlling this big roly-poly jolly chap do you know what i mean i, I don't think she was particularly to the extent that he pulled out the gun let's we'll say it now yes <laughs> yeah i mean okay. it's a true story so if you if you use Google, you'll find out that yeah. he he kills her. But we do yeah. say spoilers are yeah. allowed. Yeah. I mean, one thing I want to kind of ask you guys, because I didn't know it was a true story. Mm. When he shot her, I thought she wasn't dead because there was no kind of blood. There's no kind of... Yeah. Um, I thought that was just part of the kind of gag that's... Uh, and I thought that might have been just, you know, how, how films often have them playing out what they'd want to happen in their heads. Right. Like yeah. in High Fidelity. Like in High Fidelity, exactly. Which has also got Jack back in it. Yes. So, so you what? were thinking you might have 
Am I might have done that kind of stuff? Because just before he does it, he flashes back to when she's re chewing those refried beans over yeah. and over and over and over. So you wonder whether the next scene of him shooting her is another yes, hallucination. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it, I just don't, it, it's weird. Just the tonality just doesn't really work. And I do like what they're trying to do. But I think what the main thing is, is Jack's, the way Jack Black speaks in this, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like with, um, who's now Bambach's friend, director Wes Anderson. Um, and I can't remember the name of the film, Rushmore. <laughs> so it's the same. So it's like Jack Black is doing all these things like extracurricular in the same way. Um, the main kind of character in Rushmore is doing those kind of. So Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. So it all just seems like some weird kind of thing. I just can't believe this is really happening and playing out. And this is a real and true story. And we're supposed to laugh at it, but it's also serious. It's like, yeah. which, what is it? He's almost like the way he speaks is almost cartoon camp at mm. times, which I, again, I, I, I did, I did quite enjoy the film, but I wasn't convinced of, like I say, I wasn't convinced of the way he did that character. Yeah. And uh, I, it, it's jarred slightly the way they were telling the story through this sort of almost cartoon character, really. I think it falls down on the whole comedy thing. I think it could have been quite a good film mm. if they were like, this is not a comedy, this is a true story and let's play it as almost like a thriller horror type thing because obviously as a filmmaker or whatever, you can take the reality of something, which loads of films are based on true stories, which aren't really true stories, et cetera, et cetera. But you could have taken the film and said, right, this has happened. This is a bloke that's killed this woman, put her in a freezer, another spoiler there, and then lived alive for a bit, which in America... It's probably quite common. Um, like, but no, but do you know they, what I mean? They do like, have you, big freezers in America. Yeah, they, they do. They're massive freezers. Famous they're, for their freezers. And their fridges. The old fridge freezer. <laughs> like, it's that. I think that's an American thing. It probably is an American thing. It's the American dream, isn't it? It is that. It's just a big fridge yeah. and a big freezer. <laughs> um, but I think my point is that, like, I mean, there was that thing recently of those, uh, that couple somewhere in the States uh, had like 14 kids, their own kids who'd like been living in their house for 18 years. And, like one escaped, like the 17 year old daughter got out. And, yeah. and so I, I guess my point is as a true story, uh, when it comes in, it's like, oh, and this is a true story. I'm like, yeah, it's America. Like, it's probably not that bonkers for mm. the states. It's probably like uh, all, you know, all things considered, uh, not normal. But do you know what I mean? And and so what I think is, rather than doing it as a comedy, get rid of Jack Black and then um, <laughs> get him out. Just get, right, get rid of Jack, him. Bugger off. Yeah, and um, keep Matthew McConaughey as that dude character. Basically, just turn it into True Detective, but make it like a, a one and a half hour True Detective film. But have a character that kills a woman in, you know, and then, and then the whole community. Cause mm. the, the one other thing which I did think was quite interesting and there must be some truth in this, especially what you were saying uh, with your splendid research about the, uh, the characters, some of the characters being real people in the film as in they were there is quite a few people sort of forgive him, mm. you know? And I, I actually think that aspect is sort of fascinating. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah that's... He's, he's committed a horrendous crime. Yeah. But, you know, this is the nature of life. It's not black and white. It's nuanced. It's grey, bloody, bloody, blah. And I think that's quite interesting. I, I, I really wanted to know what the proper outcome of the of the trial was. If they did really kind of go, oh, well, he really should have got off even mm. though he killed someone. Well, they had to move it, didn't they? They moved it out of the state. So because... that was, that was, I guess that's one thing with based on a true story, you don't know what is true, but did, did that well, happen he, then? Well, yeah, that's yeah. the, they yeah. decided that 
they were not going to, because everyone was going around going, oh yeah, we're not going to convict him if we go go to court. So they decided they were going to move it out of the state or however far you can move it. And he who was convicted, hence he's in prison. But I think, you know, people were still sort of saying, you know, he did all that work for the church. And even though he mm. used our money, he did it for good. He mm. didn't really buy the stuff for himself. He bought this car for all these people. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> McConaughey's character was even saying in it, they usually move those trials out of the state if they feel like the defendant is not going to get a fair trial because the the sense of feeling towards him or her is so negative from the town. Yeah. So it was almost unheard of for them to move it out of the state because the because they were the sense of feeling was so positive towards the defendant, which is, as you say, absolutely crazy. Um, so let's let's talk about Jack Black. Mm. Did you do the same kind of research with the, the Jack Black? I didn't know. Jack Black Sorry, Jack. <laughs> so what you thought you will you said you alluded to the fact was it yourself at the start at the top of the show? That, I, I don't uh, think I alluded. I just. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he, I was pretty frank. Yeah. I think you either really like him or you just find him a bit annoying, mm. like Marmite. I, I do like a good marmite. I don't. Marmite. I don't know. I I am neither of those. Mm. I think when he's in like high fidelity, loving to bits, school of rock, loving to bits, mm. the first um, album. <laughs> I'm a proper brain priest today. Tenacious uh, D. Tenacious D album, yeah. loving yeah. to bits. But then, um, be and rewind, amazing. Yeah. But then there's just things I just think I oh, do for. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you see his big face, on so that, I'm I'm intrigued by the fact you chose because of his big dumb face yeah and there's also another film and he's a big face <laughs> he does have a, big a very face. round face hasn't he yeah there's it's another like netflix original called pokey king yeah nothing about that makes me want to watch yeah. it and this, this image pokey looks king. i just yeah. don't want to watch that oh my goodness yeah i mean that's a salad bowl haircut <laughs> that's, that's also labeled there as a, a dark comedy so maybe maybe this is his reinvention Quite this is his, ma- yeah. his reconnaissance comedy a, comedy noir um, Dramedy. But, yeah, so what people's thoughts on Jack Black. So you reckon your people are Marmite, do you reckon, Helen? I mean, in this is kind of weird because he's doing like the singy thing, which he's kind of famous for. Yeah. And he was also doing a bit of comedy, but then he's also kind of doing the, I don't know, maybe like his serious acting bit as well a little bit. There was a bit of that, that when he... Maybe it's his Oscar pitch. Got, <laughs> I think he got Grammy nominated for this or... Oh, did he? Yeah. That's interesting. The, I mean, the reviews, I mean, it got 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. The reviews are generally quite high and quite a few people sort of said you know this sort of more I don't know multi-layered if you say it's multi, this sort of more in-depth performance from him I've read some really quite, positive stuff about people quite liked it but I'm kind of thinking that maybe this film did something in America and probably had a bit more of they may have known the story mm. or yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? I think maybe it's an Ameri- American audiences might look at this in a completely different way. I just think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I just feel if you if you know the story, then it's even weirder. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of that. <laughs> um, I, I, are, you, are you quite a big fan then of Jack Black? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Goodness. All right, now, now we're getting into it. Um, I, no, I, I do. I do like him. Like, I, I, I haven't got posters on my bedroom wall anymore. Um, but he, now yeah. you're engaged. Your wife says, yes, but take that fucking picture down. I don't know why I'm speaking. I don't know why she's got a northern accent. I don't know. If she, she's from Scotland. Yeah, no, <laughs> she's a fucking no. Um, any excuse? Um, so your power, the canyon accent. <laughs> no, what that would be. No, um, 
I absolutely love School of Rock and I'd, I'd love Tenacious D as well. Mm. And even the Tenacious D film I had a bit of a soft spot for. Um, it's all so long ago though for me. That was like... Yeah, that's true. 19. Shallow Hal, is, which is also a long time ago, but Hold I liked him in Shallow Hal. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's, I'm a Jack Black apologist. That's where the bar is. Um, that's where the bar's set. But in this, I just thought he... There was too much comedy involved in it and there was too much of his him being Jack Black I think to to do the story justice but then at, at other stages as well when he shoots her and then he has the the crying fit next to her and you see him go through the you see his face drop when he's about to shoot her and go through that dis- dissociative moment shoots her and then goes to her body and cries and then the the confession that he gives to the police and he's in floods of tears and stuff I was quite convinced by that I I that was I thought that was quite I thought it was quite good but at the same time I do understand why people find him annoying why do you find him annoying well um, I just wanted to quickly dissociative is that a word it is mate I've done my research okay again I'll let that one pass. it's a word but I don't know what context it should be used it's uh, it's when you we can't uh, talk <laughs> it's when you um, uh, yeah, no you go yeah. <laughs> it's, when, no, no, it's, it's, it's when you shoot someone yeah so you're dissociated from your normal being and like an out of body experience yes exactly yeah. Yeah. when he has his out of body experience and he shoots and he her. shoots her there you go alright Cool. Glad we cleared that up. Sorry, yeah. Kobe. What was the question? Um, I don't like Jack Black. Yeah, why don't you like Jack Black? I don't dislike Jack Black. Um, I think his music's quite good and I like his performing. I mm. appreciate that. I don't mind Tenacious D, that one song. Um, <laughs> Tribute. Yeah, exactly. I can't really remember any of their other stuff. I'm oh, sure it's on. very good. Do you, do you know it? Yeah, but... It's not... got swearies in it. Yeah, it's swearies. Ah, <laughs> oh, we can't swear. Yeah. Mum's listening. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Will, I think I swore. That's all right. You're allowed to swear. That's fine. Um, everyone, nasty, the other three pod, of you can go for it. Um, nasty podcast guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guy. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just a ball of contradiction today. I think he's actually quite good in this film. Um, <laughs> but as I keep saying, I just don't think it should be played as a comedy. Mm. I think his serious acting, as Chris alluded to, with that really good dissociative moment <laughs> that he has, I think that bit is really good and I do buy into that. And there, there were moments through this film, which is one hour 36 um, minutes long, I think, because um, I watched it late at night. Never get like, those back. Yeah, I'll never get those back. I'm like, <laughs> come on. Um, need to prep for the podcast. Um, but basically, there were moments in the film where I thought he was very good. Mm. And, and again, I was just, you know, don't want to sound like a broken record. Um, but it was just a shame that there was this weird comedy slant to it because obviously he's a comedic actor so I guess he's mm. kind of typecast in that it's weird I mean because there are many actors now Steve Carell I could if it's a Steve Carell film you have no idea which way it's going to yeah, go yeah. but I don't think read the synopsis carefully when you go to see <laughs> Steve Carell yeah don't go into Foxcatcher thinking it's going to be like oh my god yeah. uh, but if it's a Jack Black film I can't I still I my knee-jerk reaction is this is going to have some comedic elements mm. and possibly some singing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this film does have those things. Absolutely. There is singing in it and there's it, armadillos in it. Yeah. Which is kind that, of... that bit at the start where he's, at, like, at the very start where he's doing his first service and the uh, woman gives a eulogy and then she goes, sits down and there's and a really awkward happens. silence. Yeah. And then he just sort of trots around and starts playing the piano and singing Amazing Grace. That was the funniest bit of the film. I, I, I love that bit, actually. Yeah. Again, but that was still kind of comedic. Yeah, well, no, exactly. Yeah. And it's in the first five minutes. <laughs> no, that's it. And I guess the other other person we should definitely mention before getting into the scores is this is at least his second team up with Richard Linklater. Mm. The uh, first being School of Rock. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, what are your thoughts on Richard Linklater as a, as a director? Well, 
Having only seen <laughs> Will points to Will points to Chris. And- <laughs> having only seen School of Rock Boyhood and this, I feel like that even even those three is probably quite a good um, summary of how eclectic his work is. I mm. suppose because Boyhood is obviously um, moving and uh, well, just an incredible piece of filmmaking. I, I, I thought um, and School of Rock is just great fun silliness, and this is. I was trying to do a mixture of the two, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't pretend to be particularly knowledgeable about his stuff, but um, those three, for me, prove how kind of versatile he is as a director, I suppose. And um, obviously I've read up about Days and Confused and various other bits and pieces he's done. So Various other bits and pieces? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Before, the before trilogy. trilogy, yeah, how, which I need to watch. I don't think, Helena, we talked to us about Ritalink later at all before. I don't know. The thing is, we've never had one of his films on here. No. So this is this, this is our first. first. Yeah, I think first. that surprises me so because what he's made a lot of films. What, what are your um, thoughts on Richard? I mean, generally, I would say I'm a fan. I I really like the before after trilogy. I think that's yeah. great, and um, I think Boyhood's a really interesting piece of filmmaking. And didn't he do through the, the Waking Life the and Waking the Life Scanner, Scanner Darkly? Darkly and they're so, confused as one of my all-time favorite yeah. films. Yeah. Um, School Rock is when I first watched, it, I didn't really get it, but on subsequent watches, I just love all of everything oh, that happens. Oh, masterpiece, yeah. Um, so he's yeah, yeah. I mean, Scanner I've, Dark, yeah. So if you watch the Scanner Dark and then watch this, you'll have no I idea. I find it hard to think of person. a real dud that he's made. I'm trying to think. I've not seen the Me and Orson Welles one. That doesn't really interest oh, me. Yeah, that sounds a bit duddy, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but generally, whatever you know, if he's sort of making something, then it's going to be interesting yeah. at least. So I liked Everybody Wants Him. Uh, I came out seen a that one yet. Yeah, that's his and he, it was one that came out as we recorded this a couple of months ago I can't remember what it's called though um, but I just missed it it was just like a flash pan in the cinema but I'll catch yeah. it at some point I yeah he's quite prolific another interesting point on him about this film not to show the the depth of my research even more but um, The Real Bernie was uh, given a retrial in 2014 and then was released temporarily and stayed in uh, pending uh, pending another retrial. Okay. And stayed in Linklater's garage apartment for two years. Two years. Waiting for the retrial in 2016, when he was subsequently given a further 99 year sentence. Oh shit! And there's lots of Does Marjorie it- Nugent's family who hate the film and think it's really biased and think Linklater um, influenced well the film influenced the the outcome of the well the fact that the retrial was granted. Yeah. Um, so his involvement in the in the whole story of is there some kind of well. connection to the location? Is it is that he's, something? His he's his garage in the is in the, his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's been a quiet week, right? Well, it's, uh, it's Texas. Um, yeah, Linklater doesn't leave Texas. It's yeah. Is he a yeah. Texan? Yeah, I think it's in Austin. He's got a place. Yeah. I'm reading it. <laughs> I haven't been there for ages. Um, but I just thought that was fascinating that he's kind of involved. How big is his fridge freezer? <laughs> <laughs> he's American. He's American. It's a massive. big one, isn't it? Because um, the incident did happen in the garage, didn't it? It did. Yeah, quite. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think, guys, we should head on to the scores. So these are... Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Non patented Flix Watcher scores, and um, they're out of five. You may go to a decimal place if you wish. Yes, as many decimal places as you wish. Interesting, okay. And, um, it's cat yeah. amongst the pigeons. So first category is the recommendability. So, you know, how likely are you to recommend this? How? What are your overall feelings about it? And we'll start with you, Chris, because it's your choice. Okay. Uh, recommendability, um, given the recent introduction of decimal points, I'd go 3.1. Okay. <laughs> 3.1? <laughs> That's not allowed. That shouldn't be allowed. It's it's it's, we've had pie twice. Really? Yeah. Two wow. people said pie. I don't, don't even start. No. I have to do this all the time. That's incredible. 3.1. Yeah, why not? You um, whatever you want. It's a spreadsheet. It calculates it up. You know, I pre-formatted it. Um, it's good to go. Yeah. So not an amazing film, but an, a really interesting story that I would recommend people looking into. I'd give it a two. <laughs> You, I mean, you, you can give a zero. Don't be afraid if yeah. you. Yeah, we're all friends, was, mate. Yeah. There was elements of it that are recommendable, um, but no, not much more than a two. H. I'm going to give it a three. It is weird. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has said weird at least three times. Yeah. It's an interesting piece if you're a fan of either McConaughey, Jack Black, Link Later, or anyone who's got. A spare hour and 39 minutes of wants to watch something a bit weird. 36, but yeah. I'm going to go right down the middle with a two and a half. Um, and that's given, that's more, that's Linklater points really. <laughs> yeah, mine are mostly McConaughey and Linklater related. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just the juxtaposition to reiterate the point and hammer it down Yeah. Um, of the odd story, of the dark story with... Weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's just the fact that it's a true story. Mm. If it wasn't a true story, then it kind of that's that's in a way would be fine. Yeah, but yeah, like you say, her per- her her relatives must be fucking well pissed off that <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. even like how it's how it's been played out. I just can't see. Well, all the talking heads were coating her off from ball one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I gave it a two. One of the <laughs> one of the first things that the talking head said is um one of the talking heads says um something like uh. I know plenty of people in this town would have shot her for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how this film's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Still, 3.1. <laughs> uh, repeat viewing score. Chris? Um, I'd go two on this just because um, I feel like I've got everything I'm going to get out of it. Uh, I'd be more likely to recommend... But why not uh, Why not less than two if you think that you've got everything out of it already? Jack Black tax, I think. Like you had your link later points, I think I'd... Stick with loyalty to Jack Black on that. Um, I, I would say I'd be more likely to watch. CBS did a documentary about it a couple of years ago. I think yeah, the Forty Eight Hours or something on their Forty Eight Hours thing. I'd be more likely to watch that than watch the film again. I think. I'd give it a one for repeat viewing. Yeah, there you go. I, I think if someone was to say to me, "Do you want to watch this film?" I'd be like, "No," and they're like, "Can we watch this film?" I'd be like, "No." Like, please, can we watch this film? I'm like, "All right." So basically, <laughs> three, three I strikes. I would have given it a naught, but I, I I would watch it if there was someone that wanted to watch it with me, or they wanted to watch it. You know, yeah. There, that's it, really. If they were like, "This is the only Richard Linklater Jack Black film I've not seen. Yeah. I want to be, com- I want to complete my life before yeah. I die." Yeah. So this is like, this is my dying wish. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if someone and you'd was, be like, all right, yeah, yeah. If someone was on their deathbed, I'd watch it with them. 
There you go. <laughs> what a lovely guy. <laughs> what a gent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. Um, I mean, it wasn't painful. It's just weird. Um, I mean, the the bit I'd quite like to watch again would be all of the talking heads and kind of play like a, mm. is it a real one? Is it an actor one? Yeah. Just because that, they they were quite funny. It's like uh, in Under the Skin where there's real people un- unbeknownst and there's uh, actors yeah. trying to play that role. So who's who doesn't know that that's Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, exactly. And then guess which one's Matthew McConaughey's mum. Yes. yes. There you go. There's guess a the drinking mom. game in this, I feel. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a 0.8. Because I can't imagine when I watch it again. But, no. You know, I, li- I like Linklater and it's not that bad a film. I just can't think why I would watch it. Mm-hmm. To play the drinking game we just invented. <laughs> um, small screen score. So this is, I mean, how well is it suited to Netflix viewing? Mm. I mean, I gave it a three on this one. I, I, I think it it doesn't really gain or lose anything from being on a. What do you feel if you if you'd watch this in the cinema? Yeah. Would you think? Do you feel that you should have watched this in the cinema to get the most out of it? I don't think I would have gained anything extra by watching it in the cinema, personally. <laughs> You'd have probably lost out because you've had to pay for it. Yeah. Bloody. You pay for Netflix, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, that's, that's a mere fraction yeah, exactly. of what you paid to go to a West End film. Exactly. £15 on this would have been a big investment. Yeah, Ooh. yeah that, that, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been pleased, even with Jack Black tax involved in it, I would not have been... Not have been pumped on fifteen quid. I think that's why I I've not watched Shallow Hell again since mm. I went to the cinema. You went to the cinema to see it. watch it as a as a student. Um, yeah, it would have been like a fiver then. Well, I don't know, but it's still like <laughs> it's you don't you kind of judging how many pints of beer that would have got you. Yeah, and uh, it would have been at least three pints of beer. Mm. But I thought went to watch Shallow. <laughs> the old pintometer. <laughs> how much is this going to cost me? <laughs> It'll cost you three pints, son. We live and learn. Um, so you went for three for small screen score. I think maybe you suggest it should be a higher, but mm-hmm. will. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it four on the small screen score if I've understood that correctly. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd get anything from watching it at the cinema, so you might as well watch it. Maybe I've it. slightly misunderstood that. Yeah, you haven't got Give that, it a four. Give, <laughs> me, give it a four from me. Are you, are you, can you change your mind? Is yeah. It, yeah. I just have, mate. I just have. Yeah, oh, there you go. Control, alt, delete. Um, <laughs> yeah, for that, four, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Helen. I, I give it a four point five. Um just because um, you know, it, it's perfect for the small screen. It doesn't get a five because I'm not sure whether it really needs to be like discoverable. <laughs> <laughs> How small can the screen be? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four as well. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. In fact, I'm just gonna give it a five. Because even in singing it's, in it doesn't yeah. need the sound to be good. It's yeah, not that true. funny a film, so I don't think you're missing out. You wouldn't be hearing people laughing that much that so you want to be a part of it. So, engagement score. I was I was pretty engaged just because the story's so weird. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I was I was most engaged, like you said, most engaged in the talking heads actually, and just trying to and and just kind of looking forward to when they were coming back on, really. And and obviously totally engaged in Jack Black. <laughs> He's a ledge. <laughs> so I'll give it a four. I, I was I was pretty engaged in it. Okay. Will? Um, I actually fell asleep a couple of times, uh, but that was more because I was tired. Um, <laughs> what time was it? Seven o'clock? 
did you rewind <laughs> or did you just think, oh, I'm just going to pick it up from here? I did that thing, you're like, you know when you fall asleep, but you're trying not to fall asleep, or you kind of shock yourself up, you're yeah. like, oh. And then I didn't want to admit to myself, even though there was no one else there, so I didn't want to live a lie within my own bedroom uh, that I had fallen asleep. So I don't know, I might have missed parts of this film. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spoiler alert at the end of this podcast. Right, all your um, scores avoid. Yeah, all my scores avoid. But... Uh, and I'm looking at my scores, they're all adding up a bit with the I actually think it, it was quite engaging. So the bits where I was awake and fully into it, I'd yeah. give it a four. I'd all give right. it a four, yeah. Helen? Um, well, I did my chart, my <laughs> reconnaissance chart, so I can't be that engaged. Uh, <laughs> you did, did that, you during, do that the film? during the film? Yeah. Wow. I thought this is an opportunity for me to work out exactly what came before the reconnaissance and whereabouts in in that canon this film was. Were you um, second screening during this then? Well, yeah, I was... Uh, cardinal sin. Um, cardinal second screening. And also I was checking, is this film really based on a true story? Yeah. How much of it is true? Um, so I, I think I can only give that a 3.5. I'm going to give it two and a half for the kind of WTF factor. Of mm. What the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Rowe. WTF is, is actually going on and it's kind of... But didn't you find that engaging? The uh, weirdness of it? No, I, just, I found it disassociative. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. Disassociative. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I hope that's you, a word now. I, was, I don't I'm think gonna, it gonna, is, gonna mate. Yeah. And given all those random numbers, it comes to exactly 2.9. Just about a three, so... You don't I mean, have to round up. It's, it's fine. 2.9. It's 2.9 good. I do have good. to round it up. I mean, yeah, we've had... Films much worse than that. Yeah, I mean it's, it's ah. not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It'll do. Shall we uh, see what the uh, the voice of Twitter? Yes. So um, when we do the recordings, if you follow us on Twitter, we will have a um, a little gif. I do love a good gif. Um, say what film we're reviewing for you to uh, retweet and give us your five star review. So, so we um, yeah. So we say we we're reviewing Bernie. Have you seen it? We'd love to hear your thoughts and include it on our podcast flicks watcher. Give us a five-star review and a, sh- a five-star rating, short review, and retweet. Um, Will, do you want to... There's only two reviews here, so you, the guests might as well read out what was said. Okay. This review comes from What Were They Thinking, which is at WWTT Podcast. Um, I remember liking it, and Jack Black gives a really good and complicated performance. Just fair enough. Yeah, it is so- complicated, and his performance in parts I thought was really good. So three and a half stars. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's a rating there. So I missed yeah. that bit. Three, three and a half stars. And um, Chris, do you want to take the, the second one? Sure. So the second review is from a chap called Ryan Mudd, uh, who is at Coup de Gras with a zero instead of an O on Coup. Uh, and he says, a really great movie, one of Jack Black's best. Um, Doesn't give a score out of five, though. Yeah, no, no score out of five. So they both rate it higher than what we would have given it here. Yeah. Yeah. Not hard. Not to put words into Ryan Mudd's mouth, but that that reads like a five, doesn't it? A really well, great it's, movie. It's one, it's one, one of five. One of Sorry. Jack Black's best. Yeah. So I would say it's between four and five. Yeah, I go four point three eight. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so scientific. <laughs> so guys, let us know where we can find you online, um, so you can tell all the other people listening. Uh, hopefully, in all the normal off. places. Um, at Will Row Two is my Twitter handle. Yeah, that's it, really. That's the only place I am online. I don't have Instagram. Not and that you want to follow me if I did. But. No. 
plenty of updates about what's going on at the home of cricket on your Twitter, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. There we go. At home of cricket is your is the podcast. Sorry, that's, yeah, the, the, the podcast. Lord's? Yeah, sorry, the Lord's the, the Lord's podcast. If you're into cricket and podcasts and one-on-one interviews with former great cricketers, um, in-depth chat. Uh, yeah, it's at home of cricket. That's where you want to go to find out any updates on that as and when they come out. Cool. And if you're into occasional tweets about how football isn't the game it used to be, <laughs> uh, and the odd thing about University Press, then uh, I am at Chris D. Smith 27. Cool. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, pleasure. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to Flixwatcher Podcast. Um, please do come and find us online. We're on Twitter at FlixwatcherPod. Come and visit our website, flixwatcher.tv. Thank you so much to our fantastic editor, Brendan Russell, for his fantastic editing skills, of course, and to Mighty People for the tunes you can hear right now. <laughs> <laughs>